Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Satan knows if he can destroy the foundation, he can just wreck havoc all over our world. And he's been doing that. Satan has redefined God's definition of marriage. You're well aware of that. Now, Satan's strategy has always been very simple. He lies. He causes people to doubt the Word of God. And ultimately, not to just doubt the Word of God, but to reject the Word of God. Although there are many things in the world that have gotten better, diseases do less damage than they used to, for instance, there are other areas that have not improved. Families are in chaos. There is more breakdown in society in many places around the world. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the cause of this disorder, which is the result of people believing the lies Satan tells them. You'll hear how the world system being controlled by the devil is the opposite of what God intended for the world. You'll find out how God wants you to live and what will happen when you do life God's way. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 as he continues his message, Living with a Pilgrim Mentality. to have you with us. You can turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Now, we learned that the Bible challenges us as Christians, as Christ followers, to live with a kind of a different mindset. We talked about a pilgrim mindset. Now, what in the world does that look like? What's a pilgrim? We're not talking about Thanksgiving. We're talking about the biblical principle. Look in Hebrews 11, and if you want to turn your Bibles, you can do that, verse 13. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. Now, these are Old Testament people. They knew the Messiah was coming. But, of course, they never got to see that. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted, now watch this, that they were aliens and strangers, pilgrims that were on earth. So what does that look like to us today? What term could we use that I'm supposed to live with a pilgrim mentality? Here it is. Pilgrims are aliens, strangers. Here's the part I like. Temporary residents on the earth. So as you look at yourself as a Christian, we're all pilgrims. Actually, unbelievers are pilgrims, but temporary residents. But we have a different outlook. We're on a journey to heaven, our final destination. Anybody glad for that? That we're having to heaven. About 12 of you. The rest are going to stay here, enjoy life. Good luck. No, 
here's what I want you to write two things. Know that you are a pilgrim, a temporary resident. We're here for a short period of time, and then we're heading to eternity forever. Remember, we live here now, but we're going to live there in heaven forever. So that's where our focus has to change. Now, it's not enough to know that you're a pilgrim. How do I live while I'm here? We're all alive. We're breathing today. We're not dead. So how in the world do I live? Well, remember what the Bible teaches us. What we think, we become. So I have to have a different mindset about it. So here's the second thing to write down today. Think and live like you are a pilgrim. Not just think about it, but I have to match my thinking with my lifestyle. Now, we gave you four ways to live as temporary residents. I'm giving you four more today. So while we're living here on the earth, here's four more today. Here's the first one to write down, which is number five today. Here we go. Pilgrims take time to focus on their marriages and their children. You remember when Jesus came, he took all the Old Testament law and he summarized it into two things. Love God and love people. He made it very simple for us. The most important people in our lives are our spouses and our children. So we have to understand that's a priority in our lives. Now, here's something some of you know, but some of you do not know. God designed marriage and the family to be the foundation of society. Right from Genesis, that started. That has never changed. The foundation of our world is not really an individual. Our foundation for the church is Jesus Christ. Now, the foundation for us as people is our family. That family is what is to impact our world forever. Now, again, many unbelievers don't understand that at all. In fact, many Christians don't understand that. But there is somebody that understands that God designed the family to be the foundation. You know who that is? Satan. Satan knows if he can destroy the foundation, he can just wreak havoc all over our world. And he's been doing that. Satan has redefined God's definition of marriage. You're well aware of that. Now, Satan's strategy has always been very simple. He lies, he causes people to doubt the word of God, and ultimately not to just doubt the word of God, but to reject the word of God. Let's go back to the Garden of Eden. When God created Adam and Eve, he said to them, everything is yours. Just that tree of wisdom and knowledge. Don't even go there. Don't eat the fruit from that one, just that one. Well, you know what happened when Eve was out there by herself for a short period of time. Satan came along and kind of said, the fruit's very tempting, isn't it? Well, she said, yes. But God told us that we can't eat from that tree. And the first thing Satan says to her is this, did God really say that? See, what is he doing? He's causing her to what? Tell me. Doubt. Well, maybe I heard wrong. Maybe that isn't true. No, but it was true. 
It was exactly true. And that doubting is still with us today because that's what Satan does. Now, when you think of that doubting, we come to marriage. What did God say about marriage? Well, it was the foundation home. How do we define marriage? Did God define marriage? Yes, he did. And so when we come to that today, marriage is always doubted today. When Jesus arrived, eventually some Jewish rabbis... There was kind of two thinkings in those days what marriage was, what divorce was about. And when Jesus came, these people came and questioned him. What is really marriage? And so look what Jesus does. He answers the Jewish scholars, we would say today. Haven't you read? Now, what does he mean by that? Haven't you read the USA Today? Haven't you read the latest news on CNN? What, what does he mean, haven't you read? Haven't you read what? Okay, you don't know. That's good. That's why you're in church. What Jesus is saying is, haven't you read the Bible? The Bible is God's mind. The Bible is how we do life. You're the religious leaders. You haven't read? Watch what he says. Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the creator made them, say it with me, male and female, okay, that's a good start, and, and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one. The two will become one. So what is God's definition of marriage? Here it is. God defined marriage as one man and one woman for life. Now, I'm going to say a few things to you, and then I'm going to ask you to be kind. Let me see if you can answer this question. Does God love everybody? Does he love them in spite of their sins? Say amen. Amen. Because how many of us here were sinners? (laughs) Hello, everybody. He loves them, but he still is God. He's in control. He's sovereign. He knows how to do life best. So God defined marriage as one man and one woman. Can I just say this to you in a kind way? Has Satan redefined marriage in a million ways? I'm not going there today, but I just want to say this to you. Remember what you just told me. God loves every person. Well, when you define marriage we find that marriage can be anything today. Our world has said, no, it's not one man and one woman. It's whoever you want to be. I'm sorry. That's the wrong definition. It will never work. We love those people, but it will never work. But it's getting way worse. In our homes, our children are on a path that you and I have never been on. And it's going to get worse. Remember what we said there? God made them what? Male and what? Female. Is that been challenged? Where does this challenge start? In the home. I have to tell you some truth. I have been now counseling over time issues. Here's the issue. An eight-year-old in our churches in our schools, a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, boy, mom, 
I need to be, I'm really a girl. I'm not a boy. A young lady, 13. Well, I'm comfortable as a girl, but not really. I need to be a boy. Well, now let me ask you a question. Is that from God or is that from Satan? And where is he starting? With our children in the home. Parents, we got a challenge. Are you hearing me? We have a challenge. I'm watching parents who are full-on Christians, and their older child says, no, I'm going to be a lesbian, I'm going to be a homosexual. And the parents say, okay, just as long as you're happy. I'm serious. Now, we love them, amen? But that's wrong. You see, the way I counsel it is simply kindly. I can't change anybody's mind, but God can change people's minds. I say to the young man, what did God make you? Well, a boy. (laughs) You're exactly right. Don't be weird with it. A boy. Well, does God make mistakes when he makes us a male? Never. He's perfect. A young girl. I say to her, look at you. How did he make you? Well, a girl. He did not make a mistake. You stay a girl and you stay a boy. God will help you. Doesn't matter what happens in the mind. God will help you. You don't even want to think. 25 years ago, were we even talking about any of this? You think it stopped? Let me just say this kindly to you. For some of you, it's going to be really crash. But I have to warn you. God spoke about another crazy thing in the Old Testament. Sex with animals, bestiality. Oh, Pastor Mark, you'll never go there. My friends, what did we say 20 years ago? My son would never say, I want to be a girl. It's going to the place. Now, what do I do about that? I have to go back to one thing, the truth. Because Satan's a liar. He knows exactly. So let me, I I said it like this. I can say to you, And you can say, as a Christ follower, with all authority and love, that marriage is between one man and one woman for life. Now, God's gracious. He takes all that stuff and changes them. But remember, it's about our children now. We're starting at a generation that we've never seen before. Our kids don't understand it. But the schools, Satan, all kind of influence on TV now. Watch the TV. What do you see? You always see all of this happening on TV. And the kids are just reading it in. So parents, you have to stand up for it. One day in the Old Testament, God came to the parents, the Jewish parents, and here's what he said to them. Look what he says to him in Deuteronomy. Listen, O Israel, talking about families, parents, children. The Lord our God is our God. He's Lord alone. And you must love the Lord God with all your heart, your soul, your strength. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. So God says to, they just had in those days some of the commands of God. And God says, okay, for you parents, you have to obey them. You have to be the role model, and you have to pass them on to your children. Look at the next part. Look at this, what he says to your children. This is for you parents and grandparents. Single parents, doesn't matter. Same. Repeat them again and again to whose children? Your children. See, we love to have Sunday school and all the kind of things we do for kids and youth and whatever. But friends, the first place of teaching is in the home. Now, 
Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. Now, that doesn't mean 24-7. What it means is this. It's a lifestyle of obeying God's word. Now, it should be a challenge to all of us. The home is a place where children learn about God from their parents. It's a living classroom. Now, let me give you an example. You have a four-year-old, and the four-year-old sees a neighbor getting a bike. They don't have a bike. Dad, I want a bike. Okay, so you go buy a bike, or a girl. I think there's more girls. You go and buy a bike. And what would you as a parent say before you even talk about how to ride a bike? Okay? Would you say to your child, just ride it anywhere you want? Would you say that? What would you say? Be careful of the streets. Would you say anything about your driveway? Yeah, make sure there's not somebody what? Backing out. Am I right? You're giving what? Common sense warnings. Am I right? You say, well, no, that's an angry guy. Give me a bunch of rules. No, that's a guy that loves us. And he says, been there, done that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, now here's the big deal. I get the warnings out of the way. If I, as a parent, have never ridden a bike, what am I going to teach my kid? You can't teach him nothing. It's time to get riding a bike. You say, that's stupid. I could just get on the bike and ride it. Uh, if it's your size, good luck watching you go down the street. Here's a better one even than that. Pastor TJ was telling me, if you never learn to swim, can you teach your child to swim? No, you cannot. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? The parent is to be the what? The role model. If you've never ridden a bike, how stupid is that? You can't teach them to do that. If you've never learned to swim, why in the world? You're going to take them to somebody that knows what? How to swim. Well, if you never read the Bible, if when your pastor lovingly says, please raise your hand, turn in the Bible, I don't need to do that. I don't care. How are you going to teach your children the Bible if you don't know what's in here. I'm not trying to be condemning at all. It's common sense. So who wants to keep you as a parent, as a grandparent, from knowing the scripture, opening the Bible, reading at home, hello, bringing it to church? Who's trying to keep you from that? Satan. And you're doing exactly that. Look at these statements. Parents are to be role models for their children. How to ride a bike. How to swim. Don't go in the street. Don't take that drug that that crazy person is asking you in junior high school. Don't do it. We're here to do that. We're to be role models for the children. But they cannot teach their children what they do not know. You say, well, Pastor Mark, why are you like that? Because I'm watching a generation explode. From the kids, it's time to stop it. 
It's time to get in the word, parent. It's time to understand the scripture. It's time to have a quiet time. It's time to say to Satan, you are defeated. The word of God is more powerful than you. I can't do that for you. I have my own issues. Pray for your kids. I'm telling you, they're facing stuff you and I have never even heard of. And we have to be alert. Some of your parents don't understand the deception of Satan in our schools, in our countries. I wish I could say to you what I just said, everybody says in our churches today. No, you know what's happened to many of our churches, even evangelical churches. We'll marry whoever. It doesn't really matter at all. We want to make sure we're not prejudiced. I'm not prejudiced. But I'm telling you, I have to answer to God. So I'm teaching you what we have to do. We have to say, we will never redefine marriage other than God's definition ever in this church. That's not popular today. I don't care about being popular. I care what God thinks. Because what he teaches is 100% right. Now, do we love those people? Absolutely. Wherever we can, we'll just teach and love on them and ask God to change them. By the way, you think God could change those kind of... Are you For sure he can. He changed us. Hello, look at us. So I just want you to be challenged. We're here for a short period of time, but we have a great responsibility. Understand that. We have to be able to pass God's truth to our children. Be that godly role model. Understand today, there's two things you have for your children. Their future life on earth. See, they're children. They have another generation or two or three to go. They're children. You have to pray for that. And you have to be a role model because their future life is going to be in heaven. Now, is there anything that a parent wants that's a Christian? They want their children in heaven with them. There's nothing more important. I don't care what they make. I don't care where they go. I don't care how many degrees they have. I want my kids and grandkids in heaven with me. And so do you. Because that's forever. So understand that principle. And I just want to say thank you. Because we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of parents that get it. Thank you for doing it. Stay in the Bible. Stay there. Realize we're in a big war. But we win. Satan has already been defeated. Just be that role model. Thank you. Number two, pilgrims connect with others in personal, vibrant relationships. Paul says it like this. Dear brothers and sisters... Pattern your lives after mine. In other words, I'm the role model. Learn from those who follow our example. Now, be careful. Paul knew that there was only one role model that I can really put my life after. That's Jesus. Paul isn't perfect. But Paul would say this. Follow me as I follow Christ. So he understood. He was not the perfect role model. I can say to you, hopefully you'll follow me in the believing of the scripture. You'll follow my lifestyle, but I'm not the perfect role model. I'm following Jesus. And this is the danger of the churches. When the churches move away from all of that, you don't want to follow them because they're not following Jesus. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark reminded you that your final destination is not here on earth, but either heaven or hell. You are taught that Christ followers are temporary residents of this earth, destined to live forever with God. 
Since that fact is true, you are told about the way you, as a Christian, should be thinking about your life, what you're doing while you're here. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Living with a Pilgrim Mentality. You'll learn more about what having a pilgrim mindset means in a practical sense. You'll hear more about God's original intent for men and women. You'll see how drastically different that is from what the world system is pushing. You'll find out how to be the salt and light that God wants you to be in this world. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series. Live here now, then live there forever. It's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.